There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And good morning, everybody. Yo, you guys, let's get into it. We have such a good episode today. We have Julissa Calderon, who is famous for all these cool, funny videos from like her mom and just like iconic, hintified, like so many amazing, amazing like characters and catch her on season two of With Love on Amazon, which is phenom chef's kiss. And you guys, we get into it. We talk all things manifestation. Um, we talk all things acting, representation. So if you're into acting, if you're into videos, if you're into just hanging out with good vibes, like this episode is for you. So grab a seat, grab a snack, go for a walk, whatever you want to do. And let's get into it. Julissa, welcome. We're so happy to have you. How are you? To turn up. <laughs> oh my I'm, goodness. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy yeah. to see you. We're happy you're here blessing us today. Um, but before we get into everything, we always do our little intro, which is what the term young influential means to you. Mm. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Okay. Um, young influential. To me, that means like someone who is of... When we say young, I feel like someone whose ears is to the streets, but also is um, influencing this the younger generation, right? Um, and when I think of influential, I think of like walking in your power, walking in your truth, um, radiating whatever energy it is that you want to radiate uh, and applying that in everything that you do so that other people are inspired by it. Come on, walking it. Come, come on, sermon. Come on, pre- <laughs> come on, bishop, prophetess. <laughs> That's what I feel. <laughs> but before we get into everything you're up to now, walk us back. Like, how did you first get into the idea of like making videos and just content and just all that? Like that origin. Were you like inspired as a kid? Yeah, you know what's so funny. I actually never wanted to make videos. Even when I was approached to do videos, I didn't want to. I was like, I am an actress and like, <laughs> I'm not going to show my real acting and all these different things. And so I kind of like shied away from it. And so I did a few videos and every video that I did just so happened to be circulated so many times and people were like, so drawn to me. Um, and I felt like, okay, I guess I got to keep doing this. I feel like the more that I did it, the more I was excited about it. Like, 
I liked representing us in the right way. I felt like I had kind of like my hand on the culture a little bit. And I was able to tell our stories and tell them correctly because I knew I was telling them from a place of authenticity versus like, to me, some people just do stuff and they don't really come from like a real place. And so I was like, well, if I am doing it, I know that it's from a real place. Um, I know that people are resonating with it. So let's continue to do it. And so, yeah, it was great. I feel like that was such a great time in my life um, to just have full creative control um, and tell my story and so many other people's stories correctly in the right way. And I feel like what was so cool like about a lot of them is like, they were so real. Like the mom ones you would do, I'd be like, yo, like we all could think of like an aunt or a relative or somebody that related to it. And I feel like you were like one of the first to like dropped on the whole, like you said, authentic here, just where people could be mm-hmm. like, you know, I see my mom, I see my aunt, I see my grandma. Or like they could relate to it in that way or be like, oh, it's the first time I'm actually seeing like content that represents like my everyday or somebody I know. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I feel like when people say like, yo, you were, you were like the, one of the OGs. I was like, wait, that sounds like I'm old. <laughs> but I also do understand where they're coming from when they do say that. Um, because I did feel like, I mean, we're talking, we're talking five, six, five years, six, seven, five, six, seven years, five, six years ago now. Um, when I was doing that, there was Instagram wasn't like, Right when I first started, Instagram was like cool, but it wasn't like what it is now, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I have also had, had inspirations of people that were doing great things. Like Lawan James um, was also someone really great who did so many videos. But I and I but I definitely feel like something about me for whatever reason I don't know what, what it was, <laughs> but something about my videos for whatever reason people were just like you were like the originator and I was like no there was people before me that did it um that inspired me as well but for whatever reason they feel like I I guess I was one of the first girls mm-hmm. I want to say because there was so many dudes who like you know throw on a wig and act like they're mom <laughs> wow like they did it so good um but I think it came from a place of, I think it was just the way that I sounded. Like, I sounded like a mom. Like, I, I, like, I look sometimes at those videos and I'm like, how do I do that so well? I'm not a mom. I'm not a grandma. I'm not a mom. And I do it like if I I was like, that's what I do. Like, that's who I am. And those are my kids and I'm screaming at them and all those things. And it was just like, that's just the way that I grew up. And I was just making sure that I told that story correctly. Uh, making fun of it because at the end of the day, most of us brown and black people, like we make fun of things that happen in our household. Like everything's a joke. Like yeah, like <laughs> there's just like like the ones are like the Saturday cleaning up ones. I'm like, yo, I've heard all of these. <laughs> like I would get scared watching. Like I'm like, dang, do I need to start go cleaning? Do I need to pause this video and go clean? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Like for me, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Like I've done this. Like I've, you know, like I heard this. <laughs> 20,000 times. So it's, it's pretty, it was pretty easy to just share that. I think that's what, I think that's what, that's what it should be all about. Like when we're talking about storytellers and things, when we come to that, like aspect of like creative content or storytelling, whether it be scripted or non-scripted, when you're telling it from a place that's truthful, it comes easy. Um, and it should come easy because you're telling your story. And it's just like, and if it doesn't come off as like real or genuine, <clears throat> everybody's yeah. going to be able to tell and be like, okay, like you're just putting out a video to put out a video. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real. That's a real thing. 
And like from that move, like a lot of your videos went viral. So was that like your end goal? I feel like nowadays we see people who are like, oh, what's something I can do to be viral versus like back then we were all just making content to just relate to and just do something. We weren't trying to look for that viral moment. Yeah, I don't think like, it's so interesting because I don't think anyone ever did that to go viral. You were just doing these videos because they were making you happy and you were excited about them. And then if they did, then that was like a plus. But you weren't looking to make it go viral. Um, and so I think that now it's a different, it's a different like lane, like you're saying, like you said, like now people are like, I want to go viral. I want to do this mm -hmm. to go viral. And so I even see stuff like some content sometimes and I'm like, this seems fake. Like I know this is all scripted and I know this is all this because you're trying to go viral. I think when we try hard, it's just like in real life, when you try, there's something, there's something, uh, there's something that people draw to when they see someone that just does whatever they do effortless, whether it's the way you dress, whether it's the way they talk, whether it's the way you just move throughout the world. When it is effortless, people are drawn to that. They want to know how they can do that. And I think that just is the same thing and it relates to the same way when we talk about content and when we talk about these videos and trying to go viral. When you don't want to do that and you're just doing what you do and you're doing it great, leave the rest to the world to decide that because if you're doing it great and you're being and you're being truthful and not doing it from a place of being viral, it will go viral because it will catch on. People want to know that. People want to share that. People want to see that. Yeah, because if you're just like, oh, I want to do like what everybody else is going to like. It's like people's likes and stuff change on a minute oh, or second basis. So like yeah. if you're not doing something you're passionate about, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out quickly and people are going to move on fast. So like that is such a real just thing. Do you. Yeah, that is such a real thing, Colin. Like. It's so interesting, like everything, and that's another, like everything changes like quickly, like next, in three months, what we were listening to or whatever we were doing, that's not even the trend anymore. And so I think that doing things that go, want, wanting to go rival are usually trends, but trends don't last. Mm -hmm. And so that is where, I think that is the difference between like, people like me, <laughs> <laughs> other, right? Like I'm not a trend, like I'm here. I am like, I am, I am, I am lifeless. Like I, I this is not a trend. This is not, so this is what I live. This is what I breathe. This is who I am. Um, this is what I do. Like we're not new to this. We true to this. But fast forwarding, like you moved into like more of the acting room. We saw you on Hint the Fight, which is one of my favorites. And again, like we talked about, like, I feel like a lot of times when we see our favorite actors, like they transform into that person. We're like, oh, that's not really like them. That's them playing that character. Versus I feel like mm -hmm. every character you portray, it's like, yo, that's real. Like she tapped into that. Like this is like, I feel like your character. I'm like, yo, that like, that's her. <laughs> like that, that oh, yeah. which was really cool and hard to do. Yeah, you know what? I think one of my friends said it best recently. She was like, Jalisa, um, because I'm in New York doing a show for something. And so she was like, when I told her about it, she was like, seriously? And she's like, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, Jalisa, everything that you play, it's like it's like crafted for you. Um, and I think that's very interesting, right? Because I didn't, I don't go out nor think about those things. I just do what I do. That's it. I just do what I do. Um, and I show up, but I'm very selective on the things that I, sh that I, that I want to do. And I think that that's really telling. 
right? Because I feel like, can I really play this character authentically? Can I really shine through this person? But I also feel that every character you play, and everybody might not say the same, everybody might not agree, <laughs> but to me, I think every character you play is you in another universe, in another time, under other circumstances. Um, that's truly what I believe. Like, I am Jessica Castillo in another world, in another universe, under certain, under different circumstances, born at a different time, but it's still me. I just have to look at it in a different way, and I look at it through a different lens. But something of my core is still that person. And so that's how I look at everything, and that's how I've been able to like look at all the things that I play. And maybe that's why it comes across as like, oh my God, that's her. Like That's authentic. It's in her. Because I do try to feel and embody that person. Now, ask me that again like if I'm playing like a serial killer later on. <laughs> what does that mean? Maybe it's like, Jason, this guy got a couple screws loose, you know? Like, maybe it's that. But I do feel, like I said, like you do have... Something about you is still that person, just in a different lifetime, different universe. Something, something is something is that is very connected within you and that person. Because I feel like what's also you do within that, just like showing your authentic self, is like <clears throat> just like at representation, letting people know where it's like, hey, like you can be like Afro Latino, like you always bring like yo, you can be Afro Latino, like we can do these things or that things. Like you always bring that dimension where it's like it's not one or the other, like you can coexist in both. And a lot mm. of times like actors try to bring that up in a way that's like beating people over the head. It's like, yo, like, no, like this is what I, like this is what we're dealing with. Like this, we're here, whatever, whatever. But you do it in a way that's like jokey, jokey. But then you'll even be like, you know what? Like, no, like she's right. Like I always did think that like to be brown, you have to do X, Y, and Z. But like, no, I can be like into artistry or I can be into this or like, the coexisting in X, Y, and Z in a way that makes them think about it versus like feeling like, oh, like shame on me, like whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I think to just, uh, I guess, piggyback on what you said, I just feel like, yes, I try to, I, I, I try not to like harp on people um, and try, because it's teaching. And since when have you ever been taught? I mean, maybe we have, but when have you ever like, been taught something and if it was taught to you harshly do you like accept it like like with open arms no you're kind of just like damn I don't want to be taught like I'm not excited about that but when you're taught things and you're taught it with or shown things and it's done with grace I think it's people are more accepting of it they try to be more understanding of it they try to be open to it and so I think that's what I've kind of just tried to like do because I also understand that everybody doesn't come from where I come from as much as I, as much as I want everyone to know, it's not a, it's not a thing. Everyone doesn't know everything. Everyone's not a New Yorker. Everyone's not from Miami. Everyone's there's people from middle of America. How do I expect them to understand everything that I understand if we didn't grow up exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Because that, and I feel like a lot of times we do forget that we'll be like, how do y'all know know about X, Y, and Z? But I'm like, oh, y'all aren't from Miami, like where we like yeah. deal with like different cultures and different whatever and all whatever, whatever. And a lot of times, like, we'll be like, I don't know why they don't get that and stuff. And it's like, you have to come from that point of like grace and understanding and be like, mm -hmm. if I really want them to understand like what we're going through, what I'm trying to like tell through my story, whatever, whatever, Absolutely. I have to do in a way that's like approachable. But like you said, like, if you ever like hit over the head with something like, you're going to just like retreat from it and get defensive and be like, well, right. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to listen. Because I don't want to learn that. I don't want to. Absolutely. I think that is a real thing. 
I think that when we have more grace in everything that we do, like, you see the difference. Like, there's so many things that change. So why not do everything with grace? Specifically when it's coming, when it's trying to teach someone something. Mm -hmm. Always understand that, one, the person might not not right away learn it, you know? That's not a thing always. And then, two, they just, just understand that everyone's not raised like you at all. Like, even I think of just sometimes, like, my cousins who were not in the same household as me sometimes don't understand some of the things that I could understand or relate to. And we were raised pretty much the same, right? But they were still not in the same household as me. So if I can't get that person to understand what I'm trying to say, like, or we can't, or we don't see things the same. Imagine someone from, like, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like, they're definitely not going to see it <laughs> the same way as me. Like, they're really, or, and if they, hopefully they're open to understanding and to learning. And then that way we can meet in the middle. But it has to be that you are open and understanding, and it has to be that I am giving grace to try to teach you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I feel like a lot of times, like with people in like middle America and other places, like TV and representations, like their first like exposure to it so if they're watching something where you're trying to explain like your culture and your background and really get them to see you're just like y'all always doing this or whatever whatever they're gonna immediately shut down and be like well only thing i've seen is like i saw this person do that about like the intersection of race and ethnicity and all they did was like tell us how all of us from middle america were stupid and we don't understand it they're gonna then like when they actually do meet somebody who has that experience in this trying to like come up with an approach, they're immediately gonna be defensive. So it's like exactly you have to always like come at it from that point where it's like, you know what, like I know those who are watching this show or watching this project I'm doing might not like be from the same background, but I can't be coming at them harsh or whatever, because this might be their right. first representation of it. That's right. That's right. We're 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 learning, we're figuring it out. I said we can't just cancel them. We gotta we gotta teach them first. Yeah. <laughs> teach- I agree. I hate the cancel culture. I'm not a fan of it. Just feel like people mess up. And, you know, a lot of people that are canceling people at the end of the day have never been put on a platform for hundreds of thousands or millions of people to see. And so you're trying to cancel someone based off of something they said or their lifestyle or whatever. But you've probably done something in your life that you're not that you've probably like, oh my god, I messed up, but because but you're not put on a platform, people don't know mm-hmm. you, so we don't have, we can't ridicule you. But if we did, you'd probably be like, oh my god, and you'd probably be like, 
I messed up and you'll probably be sad and you probably wouldn't want hundreds of thousands of people coming for your neck about this mistake that you made. Now, there are some things that I'm like, that's funny. Like, come on now. Was it a mistake? Did that person learn from it? Did they mean it? Because people mess up every day. Like, some people might, like, say whatever wrong, but it's, like, if they're, like, you know what, like, I'm going to work on it. Like, you have to give them, like, we keep saying that grace and be, like, you know what, like, let me teach you. Let me show you, like, how yeah. it's like, supposed to be done. But you can't just write them off being be, like, you know what, I'm done with her. Like, no, I can't that's believe she lies when like, about me. I agree. I agree. That's totally wrong. But now, you know, we're manifesting things and doing other things. Can you walk us through your manifestation journals and just how this whole thing came about because, you know, I've been using mine and, you know, my stuff is starting to come into play because I go with it offline, but, you know, my stuff's coming through, so. <laughs> that makes me so happy to hear. Um, so my manifestation journal, I started journaling, I want to say about 14 years ago. Um, yeah, I started just journaling and I didn't know, like, I didn't know the extent of, like, what journaling actually meant. I was just writing down my feelings, I was just like saying, you know, just telling it to something or someone, whatever I felt like my my journal was. Um, and I want to say in 2016 was when I really found out. So about six years ago was when I really found out what that meant. What did journaling really mean? What are the power behind your words? The intention when you write them down. Words literally become magic. That is something that I truly believe in. And so I've seen it time and time and again, and I became a super serial journaler because of it. And I wanted to give something back to the community. I wanted other people to have this same like <gasps> moment that I've had. You know, I wanted them to be so excited about something. I also think that this is also yes, this is great for your to you know help your goals and your dreams come alive. But I also do think that this is such a great part of self-care. It is so great for your mental health. And so if we bring all of these things together for me to say like, oh my God, I'm helping people like in whatever capacity that I can. This is how, great, I did it. Like, this is amazing. And so yeah, I just wanted people to feel what I felt when I journaled. And so far it's so good. Um, I've been, I think my journal has been out maybe a year and a half now. Um, or almost two, yeah, not even two years yet. And we are on, a, we're, we're on a tour. The tour starts right now. Well, well, you'll probably hear this later, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we're on a tour and, um, the Manifest Like a Hifa tour and Six City tour. And that is so amazing for me to be able to bring this journal to different cities to like, for people to not only be able to buy this and to see it and to start journaling, but also to hear me speak and to really get motivated so that they can go and understand, like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, there is nobody stopping you from doing what you want except for you. That is a real thing. I truly believe in that. Like, ooh, you get me fired up. I'm ready to run a marathon. <laughs> oh, you got me fired up. <laughs> But that's so true, though. Like, I always tell people that, like, your words have weight. And when you write it down, it's like getting mm -hmm. receipts for it. So it's like, I'm one of those yeah. two words. Like, I believe anything you say or think when you speak out, like, you're you're giving life to it. So if you're saying, like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm never going to do anything. I'm so stupid. Like, I always, like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, like, watch what you say because your words have weight and they have power. Especially when you write it down, you're like, 
giving that even more life. But if you're speaking stuff and seeing it and even thinking it, like you're also giving life to it. So I'm one of those yeah. two where it's like, you know what, like if I truly want to walk and believe what I'm saying, like I need to like get it in writing. Cause anytime we get agreement to stuff, we're like, yo, can I what get it? Can I get a receipt? Can I get it in writing? Yes. Like, like why not apply that to your life and stuff as well? I love that. That is so real. Everything documented is do- everything that you want that is big, that is in your life or like even or go, not big going to the store all of that stuff there is a receipt for it there's it is documented why exactly what you said why can't that also be for our lives and our goals and our dreams and our mental health and our self-care why not like, i love journaling like, i truly truly love journaling um i love that i can open up to a time and a place and a page and it takes me back mm-hmm. takes me to that moment takes me to those feelings it has helped me grow because what you can, hopefully, what you're doing is growing. Like, mm-hmm. you, hopefully, you can open up a journal that you had last year. And then hopefully this year, you read it and you're like, wow, I am not in that place anymore. Look at how far I've come in just a year. I think that is one of the biggest, biggest gifts you can get from journaling. And so I'm just happy that my journal can contribute to people being greater. Like, yeah, it's like, because I know I'm one of those where I used to be like, no, like, I can't write that well. Like, let me just put it in my Apple Notes thing. And then, like, a lot of, I had a lot of friends around me were like, no, like, you need to start, like, journaling and writing. And I know, like, during the beginning of the pandemic and stuff, I was like, you know what, let me try this again and see, like, and st- I started writing stuff. And I love just going back in that journal. Like, I went back, like, a while ago and, like, to my, like, March 2021. And, like, I remember I was, like, writing. I was like, dang, like, I got to get out of here. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then like a year from March, March, 2022, whole new city, whole new job, whole new career and stuff. And I love looking back at that note. Cause I was just like, yo, like I got to get out of here. I want to do this I yeah. do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yo, a year later, like all that changed. It is That's crazy. Where it's, it's looking back. It's like, Ooh, I did that. Like it's like <laughs> your own self, your own pat on the back. No one's doing that for you. You're doing it for you when you see the accomplishments, when you see the growth, when you see all of that. That is such a beautiful thing, and I've been able to do that for myself. And so to not, to now have that out into the universe for other people to do, and then for people to just say, yo, I got inspired by your journal. This is such a great thing. Like That also makes me so happy. That's so good. It's so great. It's just It fills me up. Like We just out here growing. And speaking of growing, we have new projects and new things. Tell us about With Love Season 2, because you're about to bless us again. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Um, With Love Season 2 is coming out soon. Um, I am on two of the... No, it's a six-episode series. It's not a super extensive series, but it's just it's like the sweetest number because it's just so good. Um, so I'm in two of the six episodes, but I'm heavily in two of the episodes. I can't tell you what's going on in these episodes. <laughs> you'll see me embark on this new chapter and you'll be able to witness the new chapter and what's happening in that chapter. Um, and it's great and it's funny and it's full of love. And so I think that working with um, W. Trey Davis, who plays my fiance, uh, on the show and working with uh, Rome Flynn, like these are just guys that just, are so great at what they do. And so they make you step up. And then also, of course, the creator and showrunner, Gloria Calderon-Kelly. Like, she's so great. They oh, we write love her, so everything she does. Oh, 
she's just so amazing. She's so amazing in and out, like of who she is, just the way that she is. Um, I think one of the best parts of the show, and I think is what gives it the best comedy, is the fact that they're very like, it's not a sitcom, but they do things like sitcom. So like, she'll think of something. She's like watching this. She's like there every single day. She is watching this. She is making sure nothing goes wrong. She's just so great. And she's in Video Village. She's sitting there watching something. And if she comes up with a line that she thinks is a little funnier than what you said, or you said something and she wants to keep it and just add to it, literally, they will write it in the script right there. And I think that's what makes the show so good and so sweet because you have that, like, it's like richness. Like, you have it in there. There's so many little gems. And there's so many funny moments and such good moments. And it's just a feel-good show. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be such a good season. There's so many additional characters, Ooh. some familiar faces. It's so good. It's just so good. I actually I could say it because I they released it, but so um Isabella Gomez from One Day at a Time is gonna be on there. Oh my god, yo! Yes, Lisa Vidal is also on there now. So like they continuously like add more people Ooh. and it's like some powerhouses of Latinos and Latinas and yeah it's just a good show and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yo, I'm hyped. Who doesn't like who doesn't love like a, a feel-good rom-com that's like who doesn't love that? I know I love to cry. <laughs> <laughs> And like I just got my brother's Amazon password, so yo, I'm ready. I, I got right. his password. Yeah, you ready. That is so like, funny. We good. It's gonna be so good. And I hope that everyone tunes in, right? Tune in, watches, support it, tell a friend to tell a friend, so that we can come back for a third season. And if you need to get your brother or sister's passwords, <laughs> watch it together. Do what you got to do. Go watch it. Go support it. It's so good. But to wrap up, like people who are listening probably like, oh, we love that you gave us advice and all this stuff. Uh, what what takeaway do you think somebody can do like right now? I was like, you know what? Like she inspires me. Like I want to manifest this career. I want to do this and do that. Like what if I say for someone who's like, Yo, I want to act. I want to do this. I want to pursue my dreams. But like, where do I start? Like, what is some mm. advice that you think they could just take, like, just start doing like right now? Oh, I love that question. Honestly, I think it's that there's so many tools right now that you that are literally on your phone. Like, <laughs> so many different tools. You do not have to wait to like be cast in a project. You can do. Listen, I came from videos. That also taught me my comedic comedy. Like it taught me how to make sure like I I landed my 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 jokes on like the proper timing. And so that came from me doing it. So you never you don't always need to be cast from something bigger, right? I don't think that is a thing. I think that you can start your own stuff. Most importantly though, take classes get better, really own your craft. This is something that you want to really do. You have to learn that just like the, just like basketball players go to practice, football players go to practice, singers sing um, like over and over and over. Like they do all of these things. 
you have to learn that you also have to do that. This just doesn't come like overnight. You have to be working on your tool. You have to be sharpening those tools. So yeah, I would just be, my advice would be go take some classes, make sure to do your own stuff. Like get, get on your camera, make some videos, do make it scripted. It doesn't have to be a, like, just everything has to be like reality. It could be fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, also work for free sometimes. <laughs> I think so many people are caught up in the hustle and bustle of money. And I think especially when you're just starting, there's some bomb projects that you can get on that'll continuously, that'll be your practice. That'll be your dress rehearsals, right? So when you are, are cast for something, you are ready because you know how to move with a camera. You know how to like... How, what what this means. You know how to talk to the director. You know how to move with your actors around you and your fellow peers. Like, this is, this is just not, oh, I woke up and today I'm going to be an actor for the camera. No, it is a job. It is a real craft. And you have to take time to use it and learn it. So to use it. So yeah, those are my those are my three points in advice. Um, real so you got me over here. I'm like I'm like maybe I should do my little videos on the side. Ah! <laughs> I'm like let me let me let me do my little videos on the side. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here and giving us just all the just prophesying over us, <laughs> just thank ministering the message. Me. No, thank you so much. Thank you for always just being so welcoming and so lovable and honestly just like and giving me my flowers and just oh and having this platform like this is a big deal for people, you know, for, for people to one be inspired but also for them to aspire to do something great. I think that's the biggest thing. Like we I do this to to inspire and I hope that they aspire to be great. Um, but you're doing it and you're helping us out and you're like giving us the platform. So thank you. You know, I'm, I always tell people, I was like, I'm here. I, I do it for, I do it for the kids. <laughs> and you do it for the kids, for the young influentials in the making. For the young influentials in the making. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be on here. I'm sure we'll be speaking again. You know it. <laughs> wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.